Well, okay. Well, it's time to talk about how we can uh, make our lifespan a little bit longer with Dr. Andrew Corbett this morning. That is his subject today. Good morning, Cameron. And yes, it is. And over the last few months, I've heard a number of different comments from experts in their field who have said things like this. If you do this, on average, you will increase your lifespan by seven years. And what struck me was I actually heard someone say that about one facet of how you can improve your life. And then I heard someone say exactly the same thing. You can improve your lifespan by seven years if you do this. So it struck me that there seems to be certain things, and I've narrowed the list down to five things you can do that demonstrably have, well, improve your chances of increasing your lifespan by at least seven years. Now, each of the experts in their field claim that if you just do their one thing, just that alone would improve your lifespan by up to seven years. So I've got five things. I'm not sure that the maths works that it would improve your lifespan by 35 years. But the interesting thing with each of these, Cameron, is that when you increase your lifespan, you are actually improving the quality of your life as well. So it's not just more of the same. It's not just more years. It's actually more and better years. One of the problems that we have with life is that we are born young. I don't know if you've noticed that, Cameron. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Some people, it's been said, have were, were born old. You know, I was, I, I was talking with someone the other day, and and that comment was made. I think they were born old, and and they just seem to have a wise head on their shoulders. They they <laughs> seem to to do those things that you normally associate with people who've had a few years under their belt but they you know sometimes you meet children who are quite grave and i don't mean grave in a dull sort of way i mean grave in the sense that they they have a have a sense that life isn't you know uh, just here, it's not just about here and now maybe they've been touched by tragedy maybe they've seen things i'm not sure what what actually produces this but some children have a have a sense of destiny a sense of purpose that causes them to do something quite unusual especially for children and that is to think ahead to think you know in terms of one or two years which for a primary school child is not an easy thing to do now for those of us who are adults for us to think in terms of this time next year when you've done that a few times, you realize this time next year is going to come around really, really quickly. In fact, if we sort of reverse that a bit, if you think May last year, here we are now, uh, 6th of May 2015, if you if you flip that back to May last year, it's like, oh gosh, that wasn't that long ago. It was, And so as you get older, being able to think ahead becomes a little bit easier and more natural when you're younger, you don't tend to do that. And here's a part of the problem. And when we look at our, our state, Cameron, how can we improve the lot of our state? Mm. 
health outcomes is a huge, huge issue. Now, I was invited around to somebody's place um, the other month. And un- under oh. their house, under their house, Cameron, <laughs> that's not the unusual bit, Cameron. <laughs> under their house w- w- were a, a, a box of old newspapers dating back, can you believe it, dating back to 1900. Wow. And yeah, it was it was quite remarkable because in their in their story in, in the stories of of the the newspaper that you know you had Hobart Mercury and you had uh, the the ad, the Examiner, you, you have you it's almost like reading yesterday's newspaper because they were talking about the brain drain from Tasmania. They were talking mm. about the poor health outcomes. They were talking about the, the the hospital systems that are overcrowded and not keeping up and you know and you think oh my goodness here we are 50 60 70 80 90 years later and we're still dealing with these same issues mm-hmm. i wonder if we could have a, a vision that is simultaneous now what i mean by that is that we're not just thinking in terms of uh, how we improve our hospital systems, but we're, we're we're thinking in terms of how do we keep people from needing the hospital system? How can we improve the overall health outcomes of Tasmanians? So when we talk about improving lifespans, we're, we are actually talking about something that affects each one of us. How can we improve our lifestyle? There's some interesting things that people can do that don't take a whole lot of time to achieve them. In fact, some of these things take one minute a day, just one minute. Some of these things will take 30 minutes a day, but not necessarily in a block. There could be 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes somewhere else. So when you sort of break it down like that it's it sounds quite achievable so these five things it's probably no surprise as we go from five to one is that the first one is something like a regular walk a daily walk a regular walk some of us who go into town will intentionally park our car perhaps over near cataract gorge where if if, now please don't tell anyone this but around stillwater there's three hour free parking so it's right out of the city some tourists discover it by accident many of the locals know about it if you're a local and you didn't know about it please don't take all the spots because i'm looking for one (laughs) quite often i reckon you'll go to um, the launceston (laughs) city council and uh, demand one with your name on it no not quite cameron (laughs) but and and here's the point by walking from cataract gorge into town you know you've got a 10 or 15 minute walk one way and 10 or 15 minute walk back and you're actually doing something that becomes quite a a natural lifestyle issue as well. Parking the car in the shopping centre, not right up near the door, but as almost as far away in the far corner of the car park. It's those little things that you can actually incorporate into your lifestyle. The other thing about doing a walk is that the human body is actually, I don't know if you've noticed, we are a finely tuned and designed machine designed for walking. We it, it's quite amazing to watch these robotic engineers 
trying to make a robot walk. Ever you ever seen them, Cameron? They've had some of them have you know tried with multiple wheels and things, and how you get a robot to go upstairs. I mean, how do you get a robot to walk upstairs? It's actually really, really difficult. And the the closest thing they can do is to is to build a robot that exactly replicates the human body, because they've discovered the human body is perfectly designed mm. to walk, mm. to walk upstairs, to walk downstairs, and you know, as these robotic engineers have discovered, to to program a robot to be able to do that is actually really, really difficult. So you we all things being equal that is you you have two legs and you can use them we are designed to walk and we should here's the other thing mental health experts tell us when we go for a walk usually around that half an hour sort of time frame it actually releases all kinds of really positive chemicals into our system that are necessary for positive mental health in fact many of the sort of mental health medications are, are synthetic uh, versions of, of these very natural chemicals that you can that you get from going for a walk so we have firstly the, the number four we'll start from number five we'll go down to number one number five if you want to improve your increase your lifespan and the quality of your life go for a regular walk every day a regular walk every day it will make a huge difference you could add into this daily exercise now for some of us especially some of us who have desk and office jobs this is not easy it's not like we're you know we're laying bricks or hammering you know pieces of wood together and we're, we're sort of carting things around it's not like we're doing a whole lot of things physical so for those of us who have desk jobs and you have the flexibility to do so you may want to consider you know standing up every half hour or something like that even just standing up is a part of breaking that physical routine and it has a huge impact so the first thing we do and i'll call this number five is go for a walk every day it's as simple as that go for a walk every day Cameron, let's come back after this music break and we're going to continue to count down to number one, the things that can increase your lifespan and at the same time improve the quality of your life. That's what we like to hear. All right, back with more of that soon here on YFM. We're with Dr. Andrew Corbett for another Wednesday morning discussion. 852 here on Launceston's YFM. That's a song about life, a life song from uh, uh, their casting crowns. And we are talking about life today, which is what we really normally talk about, especially with Dr. Andrew Corbett. But today we're talking about how to extend your lifespan and some good uh, suggestions and uh, words of wisdom so far from Dr. Andrew. Yeah, Karen, it's, it's how to increase your lifespan because we're, we're dealing with... a. a a situation that we are faced with here in Tasmania where you know we're, we're crying out for more hospital beds we're crying out for more medical facilities and it, it, it all strikes me that we're we're not really solving the underlying problem and the underlying problem is that we probably need to take better care of ourselves and by looking at these things and, and these are well documented as far as the research goes, do these things, and they will have a, a reasonably demonstrable, measurable uh, 
improvement both in your lifespan and in your quality of life. So the first one is go for a walk every day. Just sim as simple as that. Go for a walk every day, at least up to 30 minutes. If you can do it in one stretch, all the better. Because what happens is, of course, it's kind of like if you can take the metaphor of pushing a wheelbarrow up a hill. If you go a little bit of the way up, it might be quite easy to do that. And the, the more you go up that hill, the steeper it gets. So if you can think of the exercise in that analogy, if we're only ever going on the slight incline and we kind of stop and go, well, there was 10 minutes, and we do that again, we're, we're not actually stretching. It's, it's when we do that, and you have to do that in order to get to the steeper incline. It's when you get to the steeper incline staff of exercise that it gets really hard the temptation to quit is overwhelming and you push through and that's when it's doing you good so you never know how much you can grow until you go somewhere up to your limits now i'm not talking about being silly but we we do need to understand that we if we simply walked every day it's going to have a huge impact the second thing which is number four so we're counting down to number one is diet and this is something that more and more people have become aware of that today we have people whose mood swings temperament and and energy levels they are discovering are dramatically affected by their diet and of course uh, for those that know that uh, I have a daughter who uh, I have two daughters that have certain intolerances but one that has severe intolerances so we, we become really we became really aware of the the impact of diet on behavior mental outlook and physical well-being and energy levels from watching its effect on our now eight-year-old daughter and we know that if she doesn't have the the right kind of diet she can actually suffer not just physically but mentally and it's, she's actually as we keep telling her because doctors can't figure her out we we actually tell her she suffers from a disease called weirdness <laughs> because we, we can't figure it out but it highlights that there is something probably in our food chain right now that is affecting people. It's causing, mm. and for some people, it's uh, gluten. Uh, people are now discovering causes for some people bloating. It causes a, a lack of energy. It causes even depressed thoughts among some. So by changing your diet, as many people have discovered, if you've gone into these shops and you see they now offer you know gluten-free options that's why that because many people have discovered that by eliminating gluten from their diet their lifestyles have been dramatically improved now that i'm not suggesting that applies to everyone but look it's worth some people exploring add to that people who have a lot of uh, a high fat diet are also going to you know reap the consequences of that and that has a direct bearing on your health outcomes so 
by changing your diet, low fat, uh, you know, lean, a lean sort of diet, a balanced diet, fruit and vegetables. Some people go through their entire week and don't eat any vegetables and don't have any fruit. This is not good for us. We are designed to to have fruit and vegetables as part of our, our dietary makeup. So consider that. And the evidence says if you do that, just doing that will also dramatically improve your lifespan and the quality of your life. I want to introduce one more before we go to news, Cameron. And it's it might surprise people, but I was talking with a vet and and he pointed out if people own a pet, particularly a dog, there's something about owning a dog and maybe this is, you know, where the expression man's best friend came from yep, yep, yep. because by owning a dog he said the research is very clear that it will improve your lifespan again here's this seven years this is what he said it will improve your lifespan by seven years and he said the reason for that is suggested to be you actually have to take that dog for a walk so it's doing something good and positive for you secondly it when there's actually an emotional benefit that becomes a quality of life benefit because having a companion is one of the things that they've they've now demonstrated owning a dog which might surprise people but owning a dog actually can alleviate loneliness and bearing responsibility for another when you're perhaps on your own also has all kinds of psychological and emotional benefits. Now, I'm I'm guessing that there is some benefit to owning a cat. A little bit difficult to take a cat for a walk, um, Cameron. Um, you've heard the expression "herding cats." Yeah. <laughs> cats don't like to be told. They don't like no. to comply. No. So th- th- there is a little bit of a difference there. So, Cameron, there's there's some of the things that. Those first three things, five, four, and three, owning a pet, um, stroking a pet is, is, you know, and and that's, I suppose, where a cat particularly is is beneficial by simply stroking a cat. It also, you know, calms people down and and improves their quality of life. So owning a pet, Cameron, who would have thought owning a pet can improve your lifespan by seven years and add to the quality of your life? We've got a couple more. Let's discuss those after we come back from the 9 o'clock news. Good stuff there. Dr. Andrew Corbett with us this morning on Launceston's YFM. Here are the latest UCB news details now for you. It's nine o'clock. Here on Launceston's YFM, the weather details now in Launceston and our surrounding suburbs, of course. Uh, the sun's just about come and gone. It's been up all morning, but uh, now we've got uh, some uh, cloudy weather, which uh, pretty much uh, is in coherence with uh, the forecast today. We've got showers developing once again and a very windy day coming up. The winds will be northwesterly, 20 to 25 kilometres an hour, increasing to 30 to 45 kilometres an hour in the morning. Top of 15 with a shower or two tomorrow, 4 to 14, possible shower in on Friday, 7 to 17, and a shower or two Saturday, 8 to 15 degrees. Current temperature is now up to 11 degrees. We're talking with Dr. Andrew Corbett once again this morning with our regular Wednesday morning discussion and uh, talking about um, some ways to uh, expand uh, your your lifespan, but uh, not necessarily in uh, how many years your lifespan is. 
Well, increasing your lifespan will have some effect. It, so the research says on on the number of years that you you gain, and all, the most important thing though is that you, you could think it's just more years. And if you're not particularly, you know, having a great time, you think, man, more of this, that may not appeal to you. But the research shows that not only do you improve the number of years you have, you improve the quality of those years. And today we have many people who are suffering from all kinds of physical ailments due to poor maintenance of their life, whether it be through the very basic things that people do, such as smoking. Now, you notice we, we haven't included some of the things like don't smoke because we're, we're assuming that people understand the difference between things that will d- demonstrably take years from your life. What do they say? Every cigarette is five minutes off your life or something. So a person smoking a packet of cigarettes over the course of, you know, a a day or two and you add it up the end of the week. So over the course of a year, they've they've taken off their life, you know, some 10, 15 years. Now, of course, people who, who justify doing things like this, justifying these, these life diminishing habits such as drinking alcohol or, or tobacco will claim and point to somebody who who's extraordinary but i want to point out that's why we call it extraordinary it's not ordinary there will always be extraordinary examples of of anything almost freakish examples of anything but you can't base you know your your decisions on what is extraordinary you have to look at what is common and ordinary so if you are smoking there's a great chance that you are reducing your lifespan now if you want to improve your lifespan you need to and i think you know and this is not an argument is it really because most people who get caught up in smoking end up realizing they it's very very difficult to stop once you start same with alcohol the body the human body the especially the liver actually is not designed to process alcohol there's no there's no capacity for the human liver to process alcohol it stays in the system it's there forever so there's there's these things that demonstrably diminish lifespan we're not actually dealing with those we are dealing with the things that are known and proven to improve your lifespan. Now, I just want to take a little segue before I introduce the last two. And I want to do that because it is a segue. And and, and this, is, this is what I want to say. I want to thank our listeners and supporters. And those people, we at WayFM, we feel blessed. We have a big hurdle in front of us at the moment we have some some financial challenges that you know through you know one sense no fault of our own we have to deal with and i want to thank those supporters of wayfm who have responded to our our newsletter that's just gone out it's just been wonderful we particularly highlighted our 2015 future fund appeal which is to get mount arthur 
our 98.1 frequency back up and running we've had some some weather damage up there and we need to get that repaired and it's not a simple exercise the cost benefit ratio if you're into that kind of language is is just brilliant it's a really good deal for us to get it fixed because by getting it fixed we're able to reach upwards of a hundred thousand extra listeners and so it's it's a no-brainer really but it does it will cost about twenty thousand dollars and we've already had about half of that come in already and i want to thank those listeners who have rallied behind that and got behind that so thank you very much but added to that cameron and this is where i'm i'm really really thankful we've had as as i was talking with you um yesterday or monday you said you know we've we've had a number of people say how can i help how can i i want to volunteer and help and for that i'm very thankful we depend upon both donors sponsors and volunteers and we are a radio station that is different because we you know our bottom line is not the bucks you know our bottom line is not simply to make money for shareholders our bottom line is that we've helped people that's it we we are here to inspire to inform and and to give practical information as well it's it's not it's, it's not just information it's kind of instruction some of the tips you will hear throughout the day on how to be a better husband or a better wife or a better father or a better mother and how to approach life those things are, are what we are committed to doing and delivering so that people can have a better quality of life and that's really what we're talking about now we just on that we do need just a, a couple more volunteers we we would really like somebody who can maybe come in one or or uh, two nights a week from the uh, hours of uh, just six to seven up at the station and help us with our news simulcast if you're able to do that um, even if you can do one night a week that would be great it would just really really help us perhaps you live nearby and you go hey you know i could do that people have said how come you don't do the simulcast on a saturday night and it's a very simple answer we don't have volunteers to do it and and if we did we could we could look at that and and it, and it could be done even the same sunday night perhaps some of our seventh day adventist friends are out there and you and you might be able to help us out on a sunday by by doing that we would love to be able to provide that service we just physically don't have the volunteers to do it but if we did we would we'd be able to that's the reality of it all right so let's just recap and then i want to introduce the last two of our five things that can increase your lifespan and simultaneously improve the quality of your life so it's regular a regular walk a daily walk if you're able to do that your body is designed to do that your body actually wants you to do that it needs you to do that and by doing that you're you're actually improving your health outcomes secondly a balanced diet fruit vegetables those kind of things not too much fat and you get a a better balanced diet thirdly own a pet if you can particularly own a dog they it's it's proven that they add not only years to your life but quality of life interestingly cameron they've put dogs 
medical dogs into children's wards and into nursing homes and the you would think oh gosh you know what about the 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 bugs and the bacteria and the cleanliness and all the rest of it despite all those concerns the dog actually comes in and cheers up patients and the they've actually measured that people recover quicker where there are these medical dogs and it's 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 really bizarre and i actually would have a hunch and the hunch is based on some of the writings of uh, dr hugh ross who suggests that we are not only are we designed and created for purpose but so are some of these animals such as dogs that they are actually god has created them designed them to interact with human beings for our benefit they are and these animals want to please us so it's quite interesting that science the the latest in medical research and so on is is validating this very fact that that animals can improve the health outcomes of people all right here's the here's the 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 next one number number four and i'm going to call this the second greatest one and and this is very simple there's not one person listening to us right now cameron that could not start this right now and this will have a dramatic impact on people's lives so just before we go to music break here it is be kind to other people now i heard someone say i think it was a focus on the family show we aired the other week where uh, deb Sorensen pointed out some research where it showed two groups of people people who actually act did something to benefit others and people who didn't and the lifespan and quality of life was again demonstrably improved for people who gave a, a great portion of their life for others they they were kind to others they volunteered they gave of their time they did things for others being kind cameron is good for your health it actually is good for your health it takes your your focus off you it, it and it releases all kinds of you know endorphins and all these sorts of positive things when you do something nice for someone else it's good for you volunteering um, giving generosity uh, serving uh, walking past a parking meter with a with a grey ghost of Launceston or wherever is about to give a ticket to that car and you slip a, a, a you know a, a $1 coin in there and save that person a $30 fine Cameron uh, this can be very beneficial to you so being kind to others serving others has tremendous impact on the, the quality of our life if you're feeling a bit down and life is a bit foggy and dark for you at the moment I can guarantee you, absolutely guarantee you, that if you begin to serve others and be kind to others, your outlook will improve. Let's come back after this music break. We've got one more, five things that will increase your lifespan and improve the quality of your life. Excellent. We'll be back shortly on Launceston's YFM. That have been shown to do just that they will improve your lifespan a regular walk a balanced diet own a pet be kind 
to others. And here's the last one. And let me preface the last one. It's it has to do with not not just an activity, but it's the motive behind the activity. And and this might surprise people. It's go to church. Now the statistics, the data is very very clear. People who regularly attend church, on average, have a have a, a lifespan seven years longer than the average person. By going to church, it it looks like an activity, but there's actually a motive behind the activity, and the motive causes someone to have a life that's not adrift. And, and many people, their life is adrift. They're, they're not really sure why they're on this planet. They're not really sure what they're supposed to be doing with their life. But when you are committed to being a part of a church community and, and attending church, something happens and, and it, you almost can't help it. It happens because you begin to hear of a cause greater than yourself. You begin to hear of a purpose bigger than your own life. You begin to be drawn into something whereby your life counts, your life matters. It also causes you to see the rest of life differently where you saw your life as uh, perhaps there to make money, raise kids, do whatever, you know, hold down a job, do, do whatever. Suddenly, by going to church, you, you begin to see that church is, is simply a place to remind. And one of the, it's one of the greatest benefits of going to church because we are creatures who forget. And by going to church, 90 plus percent of what church is all about is reminding us of what we need to be reminded of and it it has a tremendous benefit emotionally physically psychologically and of course spiritually and this it's that spiritual element that i think in tasmania we we are a very spiritual people but it's undirected it's it's vague it's it's something where most people know there's more to life than what we can see, touch, taste, or feel, but they can't put it into words. They, they don't know how to articulate it. For many people, they, they, they gravitate to anybody who offers a, a, you know, a, a way to express spirituality, even though it may not be a good way to express spirituality. And by going to church, you're able to express your spirituality in a way you're actually designed to do and that is worshiping the god who made you your maker your creator and you're also coming into a community of people who are there who realize it kind of like being in a hospital cameron some people say i you know i went to church and it was just full of hypocrites well as someone else has said you might as well come anyway one more won't hurt you know so <laughs> by, by going to church it's it, you, we shouldn't go in expecting that everybody who attends a church is perfect but we should realize church is kind of like a hospital exactly people who go to church recognize they need help they recognize they're not well and they are there because this is medicine for their soul and so going to church can add going to church regularly can add seven years to your lifespan it can have 
a dramatic effect on your life, a positive and dramatic effect on your life. So, Cameron, there's the five things. And let me say, going to church, you could do that and you could do it in a cold way, thinking it's the activity itself. But I do want to point out, you you can go to church really with two mindsets. One is, I'm just doing this because that bloke on the radio said it'll add seven years to my life. And if you do that, I'm flattered. But there is a better motive, Cameron. Yeah. And, and a better motive is, is to begin to recognize we are, we are all created spiritual. And yet we are created also in a way that when our, our first forefather fell from the grace he was given, it, it distorted all of us. And there is something now wrong with all of us that needs fixing. And just like in any good story, when things go really, really bad, I find myself saying, this person in the movie, whatever, needs rescuing. And most really good movies that I like, anyway, have a hero, have a rescuer. And in and, and I think the reason I think that, many others think that, and Hollywood loves to do that, is because the grand story of life itself says the same thing and that rescuer is jesus and when jesus came and died on that cross some two thousand years ago he was rescuing you he and the word for that is savior and so now you are not a million miles away from your savior you are just one prayer away one prayer that asks him for forgiveness and to come into your life and your life can start again and you can know god enjoy peace with god and beyond this life, enjoy him forever. Now, that's a pretty good deal. So not only would you improve your lifespan and quality of life now, you would improve it beyond the grave as well. Cameron, there's five things that people can do to increase their lifespan and improve the quality of their life. And as I've just mentioned, it has not just a bearing on this lifespan, but our lives beyond the grave as well. Cameron, I'll be back next Wednesday and we'll have something else interesting to talk about then as well of course you will it's uh, become a, a great uh, tradition here at yfm to have dr andrew corbett in for our wednesday morning discussion so we look forward to him next week and of course you can catch uh, dr andrew again tomorrow night with finding truth matters uh, from 8 30 as part of our week nightly 8 30 teaching program uh, yeah line up here at yfm coming up now the latest ucb news headlines and then of course we've got uh, malcolm riley joining us from the weather bureau after that